Welcome. This is WNZN Radio once more from Lorain, Ohio. We happy that you tuned in. And once again, I'm here with my good friend and assistant David Abood. Hey, John. Great to be here with you today. And uh, as always, we are very happy. Everyone that's tuned in today and all this year, as we come to the close of uh, 2022, we count it a real privilege to be able to be on <clears throat> this station, 89.1 FM Radio. We just thank God for this opportunity. Thank the station yes. manager and owner, Mark Ballard, and all those that assist in getting these programs out. Your son, the year. Michael, that helps us Everybody. with the show every week. Yes. And so, uh, once again, uh, this is 89.1 FM Radio. If you're having any problem uh, hearing us, any static, uh, often what I do is I, I hear it on my iPad or I go to Alexa, and you can just hear it again. Uh, we're www.wnzn.org. That's WNZN.org, and you should be able to get a pretty clear signal that mm-hmm. way. So, David, this is it. The year of yes. 2022 is wow. <laughs> coming to an end. All good things must end. Right. And so I thought <laughs> maybe we would talk about this, you know, yeah. um, looking back, looking forward. And uh, I think <clears throat> it's a very good time to reflect on these kind of items mm-hmm. because, like in January, the President of the United States will have the State of the Union address. You know, he talks about the past year, yeah. what's projected in the new year. Often businesses at this time take an assessment or they do inventory yes. what happened this past year. What are we projecting for the new year? And I think it's good for us as believers, as Christians, to think about where we came from. You know, how do we see God in our lives this past year, 2022? Mm-hmm. And what are we anticipating or what are we planning for or preparing for as we go yeah. into 2022. And I wanted to open up by looking at one scripture. It's actually in the first book of the Bible, in the book of Genesis. It's in Genesis chapter 16. And to set the scene here, Abraham and Sarah were promised that they're going to have a blessed offspring, even though they were well beyond years to have a child. And there was much delay uh, from <clears throat> Sarah getting pregnant and having mm-hmm. a baby. So right. she says to her husband Abraham take my handmaiden Hagar Hagar and have a child with her and so that's what happens and then there's a dispute in the home Sarah feels very whatever you call it side sidetracked or just miffed to the fact that her handmaiden have this child and she casts her out she actually says in Genesis chapter uh, 16 mm-hmm. it says in verse 5 then Sarah said to Abraham my wrong be upon you. I gave my maid to your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became <clears throat> despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. And then Abraham basically cast, she says, do whatever you want to do with her. And she <clears throat> cast her out of the house. Yes. Uh-huh. Now, she's, she's with child. She's pregnant. She goes out and she's very despondent. She's depressed. And if you have it, David, if you just yeah. look at verse 7 and 8. Sure. And Right. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarari, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she answered. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So here we see she has this encounter in her most despondent moment, really desperate moment. She's out Mm -hmm. by herself. She's pregnant. And she has an encounter with the angel of the Lord. And notice what he says. Where are you coming from and where are you going? Yeah. Where are you coming from and where are you going? And I think that's a good question for all of us to ask at this time of the year. Where have we come from? 
particularly in this past year of 2022, and where Mm -hmm. are we going in the new year, which is just around the corner. And of course, if we would read longer in this chapter, we'll see that she's given assurance that uh, uh, God is with her. Uh, she, the angel tells her, go back serve your mistress in the house. He says, God is going to be with you. I will multiply your descendants exceedingly. And then he says, um, you're with child. Then he gives a promise for the, this child that's going to be a, a whole race of people are going to come, a whole multitude of offspring yes. are going to uh-huh. come from her. And then verse 13, then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, have I also here seen him who sees me? Uh, so mm-hmm. we see a lot of things happening here. Number one, she's running away. She's in this position. She has yeah. a past. But now she has a future. Mm-hmm. She's encountered the Lord. She's experienced his presence. She's also received a promise. Now, we have to remember this as we go into 2023, the many yes. promises of right. God. But also the fact that God is with her. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but he has the assurance as she calls this place, she says, because the Lord has heard her, but then she says, you are the God who sees. In other words, to know that God is with you. Yeah. You know, how much yes. us going into the brand new year to realize that Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. Um, or it says, in him we live and move and have our being in Acts chapter 17. Any yeah. thoughts, David, on this? Yeah, point? you know, um, I guess I come back to, you know, prior to being a Christian and how I wake up now and how I woke up before uh-huh. getting out of bed. Right. You know, uh, the, there's a lot of peace. There's a lot of calm. Now, granted, you never know what the day is going to look exactly. like. Exactly. Right, right. And sometimes it's horrific. But in the same breath, there's also a peace and a calm knowing that we are uh, followers of Christ. Right. And we have his protection. We have his influence and we can talk to him and ask for his grace and mercy and protection. And, uh, you know, it, it is really, it's been life-changing. There's yeah. no other way to say it. Yeah. And it yeah. puts a spring in your step. Like mm-hmm. I said, at this particular moment in the calendar, yeah. um, you know, we're coming up to January mm-hmm. 1st, yeah. and, and that's the brand new year ahead of us. But there's a certain sense that uh, we have this expectation. We serve a God of new beginnings. Right. You know, we're told in Second Corinthians 5, mm-hmm. if any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. Right. We're a new cr- creature. Yeah. But also we serve a God who's constantly working with us and for us on yeah. our behalf yeah. as we seek to, as we seek him. Right. But this thing of time, you know, that time is extremely valuable. Somebody once said yes. that, you, he says, time is free, but it is priceless. Yeah. You can use it, but you never own it. You can't mm-hmm. keep it, but you can spend it. Yeah. Once you lost it, you can never get it back. Yeah. So time is valuable. I mean, you can lose money, but you mm-hmm. can gain it back. Right. There's been many stories yeah. of guys that were bankrupt and they become millionaires. You can actually lose your health right. and regain it. Right. But once you lose time, There's uh, no way to get that, it back. that's a very precious commodity. It sure is. And somebody says you cannot kill time without injuring eternity. Yeah. You cannot kill time without... So just to waste time in frivolous activities mm-hmm. on earth, I mean, we should take time for rest and recreation yeah. and all that, but to realize we have a limited span of time yeah, definitely. to be used for God's God's work mm-hmm. here. Somebody says the bad news is that time flies. The good news is that you're the pilot. We control... Yeah, to a point. Uh, to yeah. This, this mm-hmm. gift of time we have. Right. You know, anyone that says, well, I don't have enough time, well... Yeah, you do. Everybody's got the same amount of time. 
you know, you might not be, oh, might yeah, be misusing your brain. time or abusing time, mm-hmm. but we all have the same amount of time. So when somebody says, I just yeah. don't have enough time, or, yeah. you know, well, really, we all got the same amount of time. And that's why God instructs us, if we turn to Psalm 90, yeah. uh, we'll launch into this a little bit. And you know, one thing I like, David, I think we talked about this before, is when you look at the calendar at this particular time of the year, first we have Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we look yes. back and we yeah. gather with family and loved ones, right. and we just thank God Damn. for what he's done for us. You know, we should be a very thankful people. You know, when I speak to a group of men or a group of anywhere, I said, you know, the very fact we all walked into this room, we have Bibles in our own language, nobody, the police aren't knocking on the door <laughs> arresting <laughs> us because we're Christians. Right. I mean, that's powerful, you know, yeah. that's, that's really, uh, you know, powerful. So we have Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and that's followed with the incarnation, right. you know, the birth of our Lord. Right. The Word became flesh mm-hmm. and dwelt amongst us. And then a week later, because of Thanksgiving, because the Lord, Emmanuel, God with us, now let's go into a brand new year. Yes. I just like the sequenced yes. order. Me too, and I like having Easter in there too. You know, but before we start on this quote, there's one that I, I really liked, you know, given, uh, you know, David said uh, in Psalm 39, 4-5, You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before. Each man's life is but a breath. Um you know, and so really, when you think about time management, it's important because of the brevity of our lives. You know, we're alive for what, on average, 70 to 80 years. And I saw a research stat in 2019 that we're asleep or in bed 36 of those years. A third. Yeah, yes. at least close to a so third. So think about how much time we have on the planet. Yeah, right. right. It's, you know, it's when, fleeting. It's it like a breath. Fast. Yeah. But James says it's like a vapor. Well, you know, yeah. like smoke, you can't grab it. You know, right. I, mean, you, I mean, how many of us yeah. look back? And that's why I always like the joke where inside every 80-year-old, yeah. there's an 8-year-old that says, hey, what the heck just happened? It, you know, it, it, life yeah. just moves so quickly. Right. And, you know, Marie and I, my wife, we have four children, but now we have 13 grandchildren. Yes. I mean, how, how that, fast you know, can that go? Just yeah. how quick things move along. I like Billy Graham also said, we're like a shadow that is dying. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly so right. when he was talking about time and time management, and it also begs the question about, you know, how much time are we really spending with Christ um, and That's God? That's the key. Yeah, we'll talk, you know, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Look at Psalm 90. This touches yeah. on the Psalms that you were talking about. Right. But Psalm 90, mm-hmm. if you look at verse 1 and 2, right. he starts with... God is eternal. Mm-hmm. God is, if you could read sure. that verse 1. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Notice that? From everlasting to everlasting. Yeah. He, he dwells in eternity. He's the <clears throat> Alpha and the Omega. He's the great I Am. All these terms are are attributes of the timeless one. Yes. He, he doesn't yeah. have a past. He doesn't have a future. He is. God is. You know, when... Moses mm-hmm. confronts the burning bush and God is speaking to him. He says, well, who, what is your name that I go forth and, and tell Pharaoh mm-hmm. to release your mm-hmm. people? He says, I am that I am. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's a timeless, eternal quality title. So when Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am, yeah. what do the Pharisees and the religious want to do to him? They want oh, yeah. to kill him. Right, absolutely. Because they say, you, yes. you being a man, claim mm-hmm. that you're God. And so this idea, right from this psalm, we see God is eternal. Yes. Uh, he's ever existent. And then as you go down uh, just a little bit where mm-hmm. it says in verse 3, you turn man to destruction. You say, return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight 
are like yesterday when it is past, and like a night in a watch in the night. In other words, he's just a thousand yeah. years or one yeah. minute or one yeah, hour. One day is a thousand years to God, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know. But then he says uh, something very interesting as you move down to verse mm-hmm. 7. Yep. You, you could read yeah, verse Yeah, we seven. are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. So now we know he's not only eternal, mm-hmm. okay, but he's also omniscient. He's, he knows everything. We can't hide from him. Remember Adam and Eve at the very beginning? Right. Oh, yeah. They try to hide from him. Wow. But this suggests here, even the secret sins are in the light of your countenance. He understands us. He sees us. For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finished our years with a sigh. Notice, talk about lifespan. Verse 10. The days of our lives are 70, 70 years. 70 years or 80, yeah. And what's the actuary right now? From men... Uh, yeah. In America, I think right. it's 87. Yeah, I think it's I, gone up. I think it's, it's I, I, gone, yeah. women is 89. Mm-hmm. But if you go globally, yeah. you're probably dropping it right in here. Which probably, was This was right? written uh, mm-hmm. one, two, two, 3,000 years ago. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, so yeah. you got this idea, the days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength, they are 80 years. In other words, we may live 80 years, 90 years, 100 years, but still you're yeah. in a short span there. Oh, real, yeah. Real short span. Right. Yet their boast is only labor, and they are <clears throat> soon cut off, and we fly away. That That's the body falls, and the spirit flies away. That's where you get the song, I'll fly away. Did you ever yeah. hear, I'll fly away? I'll go. Anyhow, that yeah. was an old spiritual song. It was kind of that. Right. And so, but notice verse 12 is very, very important. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. See that? Yeah. So we're asking God for insight, for mm-hmm. wisdom of how do we live our days out to, to glorify you, to maximize our time. Yeah. And that's a good prayer. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Yeah, so... And so yeah. Come on, David. Well, I was going to say, so, I mean, yeah, that was Moses, right? So a good way to gain wisdom is to learn to live each day with an eternal perspective. You know, I think about the way I was living, and it was just, you know, trying to shoot the moon. Yeah. Uh, and now it, it it changes your actions when you're a follower of right. Christ. So each day is different. We've talked about this uh, many times where, you know, even though, yeah, I'm focused on my for-profit endeavor. Sure. I'm also focused on our nonprofit work. But now when I'm there during the day, I know what the mission is. We're supposed to be creating disciples mm-hmm. and bringing the, the word to the unreachable or people that haven't heard it. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, your missionary work. Uh, that's the mission statement for it. So it really, we really have to start thinking that. You know, I, I watched this sermon with Billy Graham because he did it on time. And I just thought that was really yeah, interesting. Right, right. And he said, look, you can't really say you're a Christian by just coming to church once a week right. and looking at the Bible for a half hour a week. There is so much more to that. And, you know, so you really have to be... You have to, you know, Moses even taught us to do this in the Bible. We have to allocate our time. Mm-hmm. And we have to actually be structured with what we're going to put into our relationship with God and how we're going to be focused on the main mission which Christ gave us to, to help get the word out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. time is limited, yeah. but we're, given, we're entrusted with these gifts of time and mm-hmm. talent and treasure and all the other things God gives to us. But then we can say, Lord, give me wisdom, give me knowledge, give me insight. To number my days, yep. that we might gain a heart of wisdom, right, and have compassion on your servants. Uh, oh, satisfy us early with your mercy, 
that we might rejoice and be glad all of our days. In other words, if we're in right alignment with mm -hmm. God, yeah. he wants our lives to flourish. Doesn't does. mean we're going to prosper right. and yeah. I'm gonna, instead of a Toyota, I want a you know, yeah. Cadillac. Or that, that's not it. He's saying we can flourish. We yes. can enjoy life. We'll be provided peace, for. Give us our daily bread like the Our Father. So these are yeah. all things we can right. we can align with God's will because he's a good God. Right. He's our Father, you know, and yeah. he's a giver of good gifts. Yeah. And so as we go along here, and he says, verse 15, mm -hmm. make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us, the years in which we uh, have seen evil. In other words, this is our days before we were mm -hmm. repentant. Let your work appear to your servants and the glory to your children. Uh, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us and establish the work of our hands. So he's saying, God, I want to serve my days on this planet to glorify you, the works of my hands, whatever your occupation is. Yeah. I want it to be a blessing to God and right. to others. Well, I, I wrote, I have a quote down here from C.S. Lewis, which uh -huh. I really like. If you read history, you will find that Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. Oh, good. And, you know, that is so true, and that's just what we talked about. You really have to have that thought process just to make every day count. You have to yeah. have the end in view. Right. It's like <clears throat> if you're building a house or yeah. a company, you yeah. kind of have the end in view. This right. is this is where we're moving with the, mm -hmm. the, the blueprint, with the business plan. Here's what it's going to look like. Well, yeah. the same thing with a Christian's life. You know, they used to say there's only two things that are certain in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. Remember what they were? Only two things were certain. Well, death and taxes. They used to say yeah. death and taxes, yeah. but let me tell you something. Right. I know guys that are millionaires that they don't pay taxes. Well, you that's know, true. Legally. You know why? That's true. <laughs> because they invest in commercial properties yeah. and they, they report legally a loss mm -hmm. and therefore they don't pay taxes. Death isn't certain because the Bible says there's going to be a generation of Christians when Jesus returns. Mm -hmm. The dead will rise in the dead from that are buried will rise first, but we which remain and are alive will join Christ. Yes. So there's so death and taxes are not certain. Yeah, but you know what is certain? <laughs> Every one of us mm -hmm. will stand before Jesus one yes. day and give an account exactly of our right. lives here, mm -hmm. and that's the end in view. Yep, that's our that's that's how we orient our north star. That's yeah. what we live towards. That's that one right. day. I I can't blame others or other, it's me that I'm going to have to stand it for God and give an account. Everybody, it's on everybody. It is. And um, for believers, now yeah. there's a difference, and I think we did a show on that. For believers, their sins have been judged at the cross, but we're going to be judged for rewards or loss of rewards. But non-believers, that's a different judgment. That's what's known as a great white throne judgment. Right. But for believers... We should use our time here to somehow glorify God. Jesus says, if you give a cup of cold water in my name, you won't lose your reward. Yeah. Paul talked about laying up crowns in heaven yes. for faithful right. service, uh -huh. for soul winning, for giving of our treasures to help people that lack. Mm -hmm. So that 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 is certain. Like I said, yeah. death and taxes aren't aren't that certain, but scripturally right. speaking. Yeah. But the judgment, the coming judgment is. And that's what we keep in mind. So for the listeners out there that are shocked uh, to hear about the coming judgment, you know, John, I, I didn't know anything about that. Right. Until I was a Christian, what, 12 years ago now? Uh-huh. Um, and so it, it just really, it. I think a lot of people believe if they go to church once a week, they've fulfilled their... Right, uh, right. You know, their obligation. So, so, so how do you speak to that and how... Uh, how do we talk to the listeners about what they need to do to be 
more educated in, in what we're talking about here today? Yeah, it's a good question, David, because there, there's a lot of what I'm going to call good people, mm-hmm. um, let's say, that go to church or they try to live a moral life. Right. Or even a person that doesn't even go to church, but they mm-hmm. still try to live what they would consider a good life. They don't understand the problem with man is not that he's doing good or bad. It's that the Bible says we're dead in our trespasses yes. ever since the fall <clears throat> of our first parents, Adam and Eve. We've inherited a fallen nature. Yes. That's our problem. Not that I, I shouldn't do immoral things. I should do good mm-hmm. things. or kind, mm-hmm. Those are nice, but that's not going to get us into heaven. That's why when Jesus faces a very a holy man, a religious man, a religious leader named Nicodemus in the Gospel of John... He, he recognizes Jesus as a holy boy prophet. And what is G- the first thing Jesus says to him? You must be born again. Yes. You see, in other words, he was saying yep. your nature has to change. You need to have the Holy Spirit within you. You do not have the Holy Spirit. You can have the Holy Spirit because it says in John mm-hmm. chapter 1, to as many as received him, mm-hmm. to them he gave the privilege or the power to become a child of God. Some people think that everybody born in this world is a child of God. That's not the case. Yeah. We come into this world fallen. Right. Some call it original sin, mm-hmm. but the Bible calls it you're dead in your trespasses and sins, Ephesians chapter 1. What's the remedy for that death is new life in Christ. And that, that, that's, that's mm-hmm. the name of the game. And that's why he'll say in 2 Corinthians chapter, um, chapter 13, uh, to go off your question again, which I think is a very important question. 2 Corinthians David. 13. Uh, if you look at 2 Corinthians, now he's writing this to a church in Corinth, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, right? But look what he says in yeah. verse 5. Okay. This is chapter 13. Ex- right. Okay. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test? Notice that. He's writing this to churches in Corinth. Uh-huh. And he says, you use the word examine. Right. He uses the other word, test yourself. What is the litmus test of a believer or not? Is Christ, is the Holy yes. Spirit within you? And that's why it'll say in Romans 8, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't belong to him. And again, David, there's people going to church, putting money yes. in the basket, doing all these yes. things, but they've never examined themselves. Yes. Now, your, your testimony, my testimony... Right. We try to be good kids or whatever growing mm-hmm. up, but I never understood this, what it meant. Well, let's explain it to the listeners. How do you examine yourself? Well, you examine yeah. yourself. First mm-hmm. and foremost, you say, was there a point in time I, I committed my life to Jesus mm-hmm. Christ? That, right. that is to say uh, that I acknowledge I'm a, sa- uh, a sinner in right. need of a Savior. Mm-hmm. I believe that God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins for the world, mm-hmm. but also for mm-hmm. John Michael Murtha's sins. Then by confessing Christ, that is to say, to believe that yes, he died, Lord buried, and Savior, rose, right. and then I'm inviting him to come and, and dwell mm-hmm. within me. Now, it could be a short prayer, a long prayer. It might not be a specific prayer, but I, I compare it to like marriage. You could go in, yes. a single guy, mm-hmm. the marriage might last 15 minutes, it might last an hour, yeah. but you come out of that church, the two shall become one right. You're, for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So too, when a person is truly... Uh, united with Christ, born again, regenerated, whatever mm-hmm. word you want to use there, they are connected now with Christ, and Christ yes. is connected with them. I like that. And that's that. why if if you ask mm-hmm. somebody, are you a Christian, they don't know. Yeah. It's like asking somebody, are you married? And if they said, mm, I'm not sure, I, don't the, have, I have this ring, but I'm not sure. Th- there has to be a certainty. You see what I'm saying? The, the, the way um, 
it was suggested to me that I was a Christian is, were you baptized? Yeah. Were you baptized in a church? No. And that's it. But, um, yeah, I, I like your comparison, you know, because this ties in to why it's important to spend time alone with God because the Bible's filled with that comparison to conceptualize our relationship with God. Christ is depicted as the bridegroom and the church is depicted as the bride. Right. And then when, when you're married... You're joining of each other, and their lives are one. That's Genesis two twenty four. Right, and but it's an it's an intimate relationship, exactly. which involves time. You have to spend together. It's well, the same thing with your walk with Christ. I never knew that because again, I was always under the assumption an hour in church, and yeah, I'll read the Bible. I never read the Bible. Who am I kidding? I, I went to church once a week, and I was a server boy. Yeah. Too, you know, I, I had the nice costume and I was on stage and I rang the bell, but I really didn't know what I was doing. Because yeah, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, right. okay, Jesus says, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word out of by the mouth." Right. If you don't have a hunger, if you're not a child of God, why do you want spiritual food? Yes. You can't even handle it. Mm -hmm. See, but once you become a child of God, you're hungry. Just like you don't have to teach a newborn mm -hmm. baby to cry for food, right? Right. They just want it, right? Right. So too. When you're when you become a Christian, you hunger for the Word of God. First, yes. it's called bread. Later, right. it's called milk. Uh, later, it's called strong meat. You know the yeah. deeper principles of God's Word. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter how religious we are, quote unquote. The key is, do we have that? That's why the relationship with Jesus and a believer always has this idea of real close, intimate union. Like think about vine and branches. Yeah. See how close together. Think about uh, the head with the rest of the body. Right. It's connected intricately. Yeah. But think of the marriage. You know, all of these things have, speak of the fact you're united tightly yeah. with that, that source, which is Jesus Christ. And once you are, it, like a newborn baby, A, you desire milk. Uh -huh. Peter yeah. says, desire the sincere milk of the word. Number two, a baby always wants to be with family, particularly right. the parents. We want to stay with God's people. The other, that's why we seek fellowship in church, right? The other thing is, as a child grows, he's going to reach a stage in his life where he can go off and reproduce, have his own. Mm -hmm. So, too, we should be reach a level in our life we can disciple others to see yeah. others come to Christ. Yeah. So it does parallel. Uh, spiritual growth does, in some ways, uh, parallel uh, physical uh, birth and growth. You know, to your yeah. question, it's a long, right. it's kind of a long answer to your question, but it's no, a very important it's question. A, it's an excellent answer. And, and yeah. I think it's a good time of the year to assess this. Like, yes, hey, where am I in my faith walk? Am I a believer? That's that's not to disparage people. But if somebody would have asked me this when I was 25 years old, I wouldn't know if I was a believer or not because yes. I never accepted Christ. Right. I, I might have said well, I was trying to go to church mm -hmm. or I listened to a religious program. But that's that's not it. You see. Yeah. And so. Once we know it, then you grow. Yes. You're going to grow, right? And you're going to you're going to see it's the best life ever. I your, can't your tell life people. Is, you know, initially, well, you know, initially, it, it, you know, as my as my wife Marilyn mentioned, you know, it was actually harder because the enemy oh, was yeah. trying to knock us off the path. He didn't want the seeds to grow and right. to grow healthy in a healthy manner. So it was a real challenge. That's why you got to run for other supporters. You have to even get more into the Word, and you have to find a way to get protection from the supernatural. The, what, you know, we are, I always hear we're in the best country in the world. Uh -huh. You know, the Western world, you know, has all the tech. We have all the amenities. But in essence, 
Our life has not gotten easier mm. with advancements. You know, you take a look. I saw this stat. An average daily screen time for a person is seven hours a day. Mm. We average phone time of 3.15 hours a day. Is that right? And so, a third of our life, eight hours of sleep. Yeah. You know, so point. 30. So when you add that up, you have to be really thoughtful about how you're allocating your time every day. Right. You have to fight back yeah. or this stuff will overwhelm you and you will miss the freedom you get with your walk in Christ. Your life will go by a blink of an eye, That's a right. vapor, That's and right. you will not have come to the Lord because of all these distractions. Right. Time is priceless. Right. Time is valuable. Yes. And the thing, the, somebody's well said, the problem with the game of life is the scoreboard is covered. Right. You know, we don't know that mm-hmm. we can't see the time clock. We might think we have another, you know, another 30, 40, 50 years. We don't know. Right. You know, people that were going up in the Twin Towers yeah. on 9-11, their average age is about 35 years old. Right. They didn't think that was their last no. day when they were going up with their laptop computers and Starbucks coffees, but it was. We don't know. You know, but that's why always be prepared, you know, yes. and then you you have no, no problem then going through life. And that's the beauty of the Christian life. We can start maximizing our time on this planet. It, it really does help you when you are in the valley of darkness. Mm. Whatever's going on, whether you have a business issue, a family issue, a health issue, it really helps you put things in perspective when you're in that dark place. Uh, and so that that is the reason you really wanna you really wanna get involved and understand what we're saying and find other believers and get into a church. If you're not already, yeah, and that's yeah. a good thing going into a new year. Right, I, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions or turning over a yeah. new leaf, but I am about assessment mm-hmm. and where am I in my spiritual life, my spiritual growth. Number one, and all our listeners, this is for all of us. Like Paul says here to the Corinthians, are you a believer? Yeah. Are you a believer? It says in First John chapter five, these things I have written unto you that you might know you yeah. have eternal life. Now. If, if you don't know, then read the Word of God, the Gospels, and right. you can receive Christ. Number two, are you in a church community? Yes. Jesus says, I will build my church. The Bible mm-hmm. says, do not forsake the assembling yourselves together. This is a great time to start a brand new year by joining uh, the community of believers, a local church that preaches yeah. the Word of God. Number three, what is my prayer life like? Do I spend, like you say, David, has has entertainment and social media just consumed all my time that I have little time uh, for the Lord in prayer or am I reading uh, God's word or Mm -hmm. am I reading the sports page and the weather and the news and all these other things that aren't bad but they take me away from the best good is enemy of the best right you know yeah the other thing is do I have a heart for other people do I do I believe that what I received is meant for others. That yeah, it, we're tremendously yeah. blessed people. We are. We should think of others that are, think of yourself before you knew Christ or me before wow. I knew Jesus. Wow. I think if somebody would have come up to me back oh, then man. and said, yeah. hey, and that's what happened at age 27 for me. People took time and they said, look, John, here's what the word of God mm-hmm. says. Here's, you're lost. You're a sinner in need of God's grace. And he mm-hmm. freely gives it. You can receive Jesus and have a brand new life. They walked, they cared for me. And yes. they, they, they helped get me going, you know, discipleship. So you, you, you converted you converted my thinking because of how gentle of a person you were, how humble you were, and I thought, what on earth is this guy investing in me for? When I was a kid, I always looked to have mentors that could help me get ahead in life, mm-hmm. ahead in business. And that's really all I valued. And so um, you know, it, so for me, 
you know, watching you, you know, I thought to myself, here's a guy that's happier than anything I've ever seen on a regular basis. Mm. Even when he has trauma, he's able to rationalize it and, and persevere through it. And the way, the gentle way you treat others. And the other thing you taught me is, I always said, well, how do you disciple people? You said, just the way I've done it with you. Mm -hmm. When they're um, sad, you're sad with them. When they're joyful, you're joyful with them. You build that trust and bond, and then you can invest in them. You know, I I like these quotes, these two quotes from Colossians I wrote down. This is uh, Colossians 3.17. In fact, our primary focus in all that we do should be the glory of God. Colossians 3, 23, 24 says, Whatever you do, work it out with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Jesus spoke about storing up treasures in heaven, Matthew 6, 19, 20, 21. It's good. And so we're getting eternal life. Right. I mean, what other breadcrumbs do you need to leave to the, you know, uh, it, it, it's just once I started to understand that, right? Really understand right. that, um, then it it kind of it it really I had a regime shift mm. uh, where I, I I was very lackadaisical and thought you know what I'm not going to spend the time on this stuff sure until you really showed me the value of it mm-hmm. and and I think that's what discipleship is and I think that. That's that's the way Jesus lived, and that's what he emulated. You know, he hoped that his apostles would emulate that. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right, David. And the more you you have the word of God in you, the more yeah. you're praying for others, the more God will bring people into your life. Yes. You've seen that happen, like with your tailor and other people right. you mentioned this past year. Yeah. It's just because my belief is people are spiritually hungry out it's, in the world today. Yeah, they, well, but yeah. they don't know where to go True. to get satisfied. Is it in is it in alcohol? Is it is it in this Drugs, club? Is it yeah, in sports? Is it in yeah. this? Mm-hmm. And these things are just time wasters, really, when you come down to it. When we've got the living bread, we've got the water that will fully satisfy. You're never thirsty again. But you brought out a good point, David, about the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Man's purpose on this planet, it says it in Isaiah 43, verse 7, is for the glory of God. Yep. And when you study what Jesus, in his high priestly prayer, John chapter 17, he says, Father, I have glorified you. That was his purpose, was right. to glorify God. Yeah. Think of it in Man. the natural. Really, in the natural, um, you want to bring honor to your family name, the Abud name, right? You, you want your mm-hmm. children to bring honor. Because... That's going to last when you're gone. But people go, oh, I knew. Oh, I know the Abu's. Mm-hmm. And you have a good legacy and a good... Well, how much more so, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. We want to... People see us. Yeah. Somehow we can direct them to our Heavenly Father. Yes. We want to hallow God's name. Right. Uh, because we have two fathers. We have our earthly yes. father and we have our Heavenly Father. And But the key is... With our Heavenly Father, He equips us. Right. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the Word of God. He gives us fellow believers. He gives us answer to prayer. All of these things to comfort us along the way. And uh, He gives us music. Yes. Uh, somebody once told me, i become a Christian just for the music alone. <laughs> you know, like Christmas season. Come on, oh holy, night silent night. Even unbelievers love the, the song Amazing Grace, do they yeah. not? <laughs> My point being that we got it. Right. It, and it, you know... For me, it just keeps getting better and better. And you know that all of us on this escalator of time, one day it's over. You know, one day it's our right. last day. Yeah, we don't but, know what day it is. But yeah. if you're going to, I told, I was mm-hmm. teaching in a village in northern Thailand once. I told this group of villagers, I says, 
if you're going to believe in somebody and trust in somebody, trust in somebody who is called the resurrection and the life. No kidding. And whose tomb is empty. Right. You know, and I hear, I study, you know, some of these modern day atheists, Richard Dawkins and Hitchens and all these guys, they always say, don't worry when you die, nothing's going to happen after you die. It's all over. Well, you know what? I'd rather take, in all honesty, the word of somebody whose grave is empty, <laughs> yes. what he says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yes. but lose his soul? And Jesus told us how to get through into all eternity. Yeah. You know, that's who I'm putting my trust in. Yes. Not in some guy who doesn't, who's, who's now dead in a grave somewhere. I'm putting in somebody whose grave is empty. And I've been to the grave site in the Holy Sepulcher in Jerusalem several times. It's still empty, folks. He's a risen Savior. We serve a risen Savior, <laughs> yeah. okay? So that that's these. I think these kind of thoughts are good to rehearse as we approach the end of this year, 2022, going forward. But but if you look, we don't have many minutes left, but if you right. turn to Philippians chapter 3, remember the whole instance with Hagar, where are you coming from, where are you going to? Yes. It's kind of addressed here in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Paul uh, says something very interesting. He says, in verse 12, okay. uh, chapter 3 of verse 12 of Philippians. Right. Uh, it, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So he's saying here, look, this is the great apostle Paul, right? He's arguably the greatest missionary that ever lived. He yes. wrote 13 letters yeah. in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. But he's saying, I haven't arrived yet. I'm still pursuing why God pursued me, yeah. why he got a hold of me. But yeah. he uses this word press or strain or make an effort. One of the things about the Christian faith, it, we can't earn our salvation, but after we earn our salvation, we can apply effort. That's why it says, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, mm -hmm. rightly dividing the word. Sometimes prayer is described as work. Sometimes it's yeah. not easy sometimes. You can't go on autopilot in the Christian faith. I press on that I might lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold for me. Brothers, I do not count myself as having apprehended. In other words, he says, I haven't arrived yet, guys, yeah. but this one thing I do. This is key. One thing. See, yeah. we're in a world today of distractions. Oh, heck you know, yeah. When I grew up in the 1950s, you know how many TV stations we have? Three. Yeah. You know how many we have today? Yeah. I mean, it's 150, yeah. 150. You know, look at websites, look at everything. There's so much distraction, but he says this one thing, one thing. What is the one thing? Forgetting those things which are behind. Remember what he says, Hagar, yeah. where are you coming from? Right. Well, she had to forget that. She was mm -hmm. misused, she was abused. There's things that we have to forget. Yeah. If we want, can you imagine the Apostle Paul if he remembered that he was a persecutor of the Christian church? Yeah. That he was there when Stephen was stoned? Do you think he would have had an effective ministry? No. no, no way. There's many no. Christians today that are living under the guilt of forgiven sins. They're mm -hmm. living under the guilt of sins that God has already forgiven. Right. And the enemy comes in and says, do you think God could really forgive you that? Do you think God can ever use you? Do you See, you got to forget that. That's in the past. Yes. It's in the past. And Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward. Notice that effort, reaching, yeah. pressing in. Uh reaching those things which are ahead. And so here's, here's a little formula. Number one, we should be content yes. with what we have. Mm -hmm. Bible says that godliness with the is good. Yeah. But we should never be content with who we are. Right. And what I mean by that, there's always more. 
He Jesus wants the Holy Spirit wants to conform us to the image of Christ, and there's always more oh, in heck. that growth process. Oh, yes, you see what I'm saying? Amen. Oh yeah, that's the right beauty of having that, a new man. year, right? Yeah, because we can keep going on that. So you know, I guess the the worst thing. Uh, this is what I used to do is is I thought that you know my time belonged to me, but you know time belongs to Him, and we have to ask for. You taught me this too. You have to ask for His wisdom and how we use it. Then proceed in confidence and uh, move forward. But you pray, God, should I? I do that all the time. That's now. good. Even before I go into a business meeting, is this the right guy? Should I be spending time with him? Yes. Uh, or that, or this group, or, or is this is this a group we want to partner with? Will you make it clear to me? I never did that before. I, I always, you know, just relied on my own intuition and case studies from Harvard or whatever it is. And I, you know, I would always look to what others did. But the beautiful thing about the new walk mm -hmm. is that you will see the supernatural come into your oh, life, yeah. open doors that you never could have opened on your own in a New York minute, and and do the protection around you that you never could have established on your own because you didn't know what was coming. Exactly. You didn't know the gale force winds were about to hit you and blow you over the cliff. You had no idea. And that's really what it does. So I guess at the end of the year, what I'm most grateful for again is how protected we are. Our identity is in Christ. Everything we do, and when you follow Him, hey man, of every, anybody you want to follow in the follow in the world <laughs> yes. that we knew here on earth uh, and in heaven, it's Him. You are on the right. Team. You're on the right. You're path. on the right team, baby. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Nobody on their deathbed ever right. regretted they were a Christian. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because again, you and yeah. I've been with people uh, literally in their last breath. Yes. I've been in the room. Yeah. I've been right there, and mm -hmm. there, there's a certain sense of of the, for me to live is Christ to die is gain. Yeah. You know, it's turning a corner. It's right. it's just that's why I said really with a loved one who's a believer, <clears throat> you can never quote unquote lose them. Yes. You know, when people say, "Oh, I lost my uncle last year," to, but no, if you know where something is, you haven't lost them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just now with the Lord. To be absent from the body is present mm -hmm. with the Lord. So we got it hemmed in. We got this yeah. life on this earth, whatever right. amount of years. But then we have the eternity mm -hmm. with the Lord. And he's just given us glimpses of it here. Yes. The only thing, once we get over there, we have to have a resurrection body just to handle the the power and the light yes. and all that that's going on that he has planned for us. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great agreement. And we're follow. Jesus is not dead. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's alive. He's alive. You know, I, I like Billy Graham. I, I, I mentioned this to you before. He was ninety nine on his deathbed, and he wrote, uh, "Jesus is alive. I've given my life to not a dead Christ, but to a living Christ. He has given me a song to sing. There you go. He has given me a flag to fly. I have a reason for my existence. I know where I come from. I know why I'm here. I know where I am going." Do you? That's powerful. Yeah, yeah and, that's and I, powerful. I, I thought, man, what a way to leave the planet, right? Yeah. And everything he yeah. did, and even for the listeners now, those are questions. Those are life questions. Why are we here? What's our purpose? That's right. Where there. are we going? Yeah, the big questions yeah. of life. Right. Those are the big. How should I live my life? Uh, how mm -hmm. should I raise my children? How right. should I spend money? How should yes. I plan my calendar? Right. Once you come to Jesus, He's not only going to be your Savior; He's going to mm -hmm. be your Lord. Yes. And that Lordship is good because He says, oh, yeah. "All you that are laboring and heavy laden, uh, come unto Me, and yeah. I will give you rest." Right. My yoke is easy and my burden right. is light. Right. The Christian life isn't a burden like yes. a you know, 
it's 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 a joyful thing, even though we, we you know, times can be difficult. We might go through pain or sickness, but nevertheless, he's not going to leave us. You know? Life is so much easier because you you know, as you said, you know, my lo- my yoke is light, right? Right. It's not when when I give all this stuff now to Christ, my life is easier. Yeah. I can go to sleep at night much easier, and I let Him work it out. You know, when we spoke to um, one of the admin leads at at WEC. A penny, a hood, she made it very clear. You know, we don't worry about where we're going to get our financing. We don't worry about anything. I don't rely on anybody else but Christ. We only go to him, and it's so much easier for us, quote, exactly unquote. Exactly right. I feel the same there and Well, way. just yeah, think about I, raising I, your children. Right. Now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden... We're not perfect parents, any of us, but you you know yeah. you know what to give them. You right. know I'm the guidebook. I'm not going to write a book. I know I'll never author that book. Yeah, but, but, but anyway, but you, yeah. you you know what to give them. <laughs> right. You know you know yeah. the instructions. You know how to pray for them, and you've seen answers prayer. Marie yes. and I have oh, seen answered prayer with our children. Have we ever? And now mm-hmm. they're going out into the world yeah. as agents of light and representing yes. Christ. Isn't that and cool? That's wow. He checks yeah. every box. I right. mean, that's the beauty. It was C.S. Lewis that said mm-hmm. said. I believe in Jesus Christ the same way I believe the sun came up this morning. Not only because I see it, but by it I see everything right. else. Yeah, I understand Amen. life yes. more. I understand death. I yes. understand yeah. uh, forgiveness or love or purity. All of these things start making sense. Yeah. Before that, we're we're in a dark room and we're blinded. We can't find a door that doesn't exist. I mean, we're just bouncing around. But once you come to Christ, man, the scales go off and Do you're ready. Only, my only thing is I wish I would have done it sooner. But w- once you once you get solidified and you actually get some roots in the ground, yes. right, and you're not just on that rocky path where you're kind of flailing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowing, you get scared, you move over, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, w- once that happens, you can't believe how many gifts he gives you yeah. to show you you're on the right path. It's like any father, good father relationship uh, any good marriage, um, you know, th- there's rewards. And he gives it to you because it is hard work. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. hard work to stay on the right path. Yeah. But in yeah. that in that thing, you can, you can, your life can touch so many lives yeah. over the course of a lifetime. And I always say one lit candle can go to a whole room of unlit candles, light every one and go out the room and they lost nothing of their own life. Right. You do not know, <laughs> know. where where that... that yeah. Mm-hmm. How who you influence? You influence one person. Right. He might influence a thousand, right. ten thousand. You don't know. You know. All we want to do is be faithful. I, I knew one guy in the army that was a Christian. I think there was others. He influenced my life, and now the I'm amazing there. thing is we're talking about Christ right now. And what did he own on this planet? We brought that up before. The clothing. what did he leave? It wasn't his wealth. We're following. We're following the man Christ and what he did, and the fact that he came down. His only purpose was to die for us. That was it. That's he, why he lived a perfect, right. sinless life. Right. And he did none of those things associated with greatness. He right. didn't write a book, lead right. armies. We talked yeah. about that last week. He is the central cornerstone of human progress and yeah. civilization. Yeah. Even if somebody doesn't accept him like mm-hmm. we have as our right. Lord and Savior, right. you have to say, who was this man? Yes. Who was this man? Hospitals, literacy, leprosy, schools, higher education, art, music, why is it? Why did this man, the ripple effect of his mm-hmm. life, two thousand years later, is only growing in intensity? Mm-hmm. And people, drunkards, become sober. Promiscuous people become pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that have no interest in others become compassionate or loving right. or purposeful. What, I mean, how is that? Unless he is who he says exactly. he was. Exactly. 
and that's, that's what I found that's right. out. Oh, me too. <laughs> so again, I wish I would have found out sooner, but it wasn't the right <laughs> time for me. His timing is perfect. So. Then it's a great Man, time of the year. Me, you know, I had to shave my head from all the bruises, so just to keep the cuts clean. But but no, it's a great yeah, time as this year. Right. We're going to wrap it up here as yeah. this year comes to a close. David, mm-hmm. back in Philippians, he yeah. says again, verse fourteen: "I mm-hmm. press towards the goal for the prize, upward call of God in Christ Jesus." And here we see. Looking backward, you yeah. got the backward look. You got the forward look going mm-hmm. into the future. You have the upward look was the call of God in our lives. And therefore, as many are mature, right. have this mind. Here's the inward look mm-hmm. that we change our attitude, our mind, our thought process. And yeah. in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. So God gives us continual revelation. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule let us be of the same mind. Now it's our conduct and our everyday mm-hmm. life. It's a great way oh. to go into the new year with this kind of admonition. Mm-hmm. Looking backward, looking forward, looking upward, and looking inward. And yeah. God has got us covered. And it's a, it's a really fantastic. And that's, I want to close or at least mm-hmm. start wrapping it up on this 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Okay. The 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And once again, we're grateful for everybody that tuned in, not just today, but all through the year. I know... We get responses sometime. We get a text or mm-hmm. it's yeah, on a email. blog somewhere, yeah. an email mm-hmm. or something. We appreciate that. We and we look forward to the coming year. Uh, we already have some guests planned and some different ministries and projects. But I want to look and uh, we're going to start wrapping it up on this. But uh, look at uh, chapter 4. Mm-hmm. This is Second Corinthians, mm-hmm. second letter. Got it. And look what he says just in verse 16. 16? Uh-huh. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Now this is a very important thing, mm-hmm. um, because he's talking about the outward man and the inward man. Now mo- most people consider the outward man, that's our physical body. Mm. And in our day and age we put a high priority. Oh, yeah. We have gymnasiums, we have plastic surgery, mm-hmm. we have cosmetics, you know, all of this stuff to try to look better, look younger, all of these, but it, it's... Mm. it's <laughs> ultimately it's not going to work, right? Because the body is, you're not getting younger, you're getting older. And it says that the, the even though the outward man is perishing, we're getting older, creakier, arthritis, all of these things. But the inward man is being renewed day by day. Yeah, right. Now that's an important aspect. Yeah, yes. Because, well, what does it mean, the inward man? Well, the inward man <clears throat> is where the soul resides. Mm-hmm. That's our, our spirit, inner self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we become younger and younger? Number one, in our innocence, we should be, we should, doesn't mean we're sinless, but we should sin less and less and less. We're conformed to the image of Christ. Yes. Our yeah. sense of thankfulness, like a child, it's, you know, a sense of wonderment, mm-hmm. a sense of kindness and compassion, yeah. and a sense of, that we start letting go of things that dominated possession, our life before. We're growing that inward, mm-hmm. inwardly, we're growing, it says, day by day. And then it says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. You see all these Items mm-hmm. of time here, yes. day by day, a moment. And Paul was under tremendous affliction. He was imprisoned and whipped. Gosh, it's yeah. working for us, look at, a far more exceedingly and eternal, there's that time element, weight of glory. So what we do here in this short lifespan has eternal significance yes. right. in eternity. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. We're faithful for a little here, faithful for much there. Then he says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Well, what don't we see? 
Well, I mean, in the temporal, we don't see time. We've been talking about, do you see time? No. You don't see time. We try to measure time. You don't see time. Do you see the thoughts you think? No. Do you see the words you speak? No. Uh, and, but now elevate that to the spiritual. Do we see God? No. But we know he exists, and in him we live and move in here. Do we see angels? No. Yeah. We do know they're, they're ministering spirits to believers. Do we see demonic? No, but we know they're out there. Do we see our soul? Yes. That's the inward man. Yes. You see, how important is that? Again, Jesus says, what is it profit a man mm -hmm. to gain the whole world but lose? So do you see as a believer, because we have eyes of faith, we can see the invisible. Yes. But I tell people that aren't Christians, we operate in the invisible realm all the time. Yeah. The most important things in life are invisible. Yeah. My thoughts, my speech, the air I breathe, time, space. These things are... But people don't stop and think about it. Yeah. Then it, can you elevate to the spiritual realm mm -hmm. that there's a whole spiritual reality you can access by faith. That'll be another show. Oh, God yeah. willing, we'll that do it in 2024. A, yeah. And then he says, uh, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. Do you think things in this world are temporary? <laughs> it's yeah. passing, man. Right. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Things are, look at even this 2022, yeah. you know, you own something, now yeah. it's gone. You knew somebody, now right. they're gone. All these things are passing. Mm -hmm. But the things which we do not see are eternal. What's yes. eternal? Our soul, right. God, mm -hmm. the word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but what? My word shall endure forever. forever. So if you want to get with things that don't change, yes. your soul is being transformed. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. And God's word is eternal. Amen. So as we go into 2023... I just want to ask a special blessing on everybody that's listening and, and take heed to this. Not that we can explain it that well, but nevertheless, that the word of God is permanent. And if you accept Jesus Christ, he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And that's a great promise to yes, take into is. 2023. Yeah. Amen. You know, yeah. we sing Old Lang Syne and all these other yeah. songs, which are good. Don't get me wrong. But rather than make a New Year's resolution or turn over a new leaf or all these, I would say make a commitment to the Lord. If you're yeah. a Christian, seek to draw closer to Him. If you're not a Christian, maybe you're not yet a Christian, you thought about it, You're for some reason or another, you're listening to this program this morning. Maybe it's God's timing that you would accept Him yes. and commit your life to Jesus right. Christ. And so thank you again for tuning in to us, listening to us this past year. It's been a blessing. We yeah. really are grateful to God for WNZN Radio. 89.1 FM. It's a tremendous platform to yes, get the is. word of God out through word and through praise and through song. And thanks, David. It's been a great Thank year. Thank you, Jan. It's and, been a great year together. Great, great year. Another Maybe great I'll just year. close this in sure. a word of prayer. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just come before you now. You say, come boldly into the throne room of grace. Who are we in coming our own merit? But through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we've gained entry into the very presence of God. We pray, Lord, and we thank you, Lord that we have breath in our bodies, we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, we have the Word of God before us, and we have people that tune in and listen to us, Lord. And I pray that the words we said today, all this year, but particularly today, that people would heed, if they've yet to become a believer, become a child of God, that they would seek out uh, your Word, particularly, let's say, the Gospel of John, to just read mm -hmm. one chapter of the Gospel yes. of John every day <clears throat> and pray what God would reveal himself to you. And you could go into the new year as a new creature in Christ, a brand new person, and then seek out a Bible-believing church. So thank you again uh, for listening. Thank you again. Uh, we thank God for all of your blessings, all of his blessings in each of our lives. We ask a special blessing upon all of you and your families in this coming year. We pray all of these things for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Take care. Happy New Year.